There it All is. Alright, great. Yay, we did it. This this delay in start is brought to you by John's water main breaking? <laughs> yeah, so John's not here, as you can plainly see. Um, yeah, he's, he's out fixing a flood in his apartment building, I guess. It's not his place, I don't think. It's I think it's just the building, and he's being a good Samaritan. For once, there's a problem, and it's not with him directly, like his stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. That's true. That's true. He's moving up. There you go. Um, but yeah, just two people. We switched Paul for John this week. <laughs> yep. Um, Hi. Hey. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Sean. Paul's the other guy. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, we didn't do a lead-in topic again. Um, yeah. Uh, Mad Max comes out soon. You excited? Yeah, that comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of when I'm going to actually be able to go see it now. Summer movie season. Maybe Sunday. Yeah, no, I am stoked. I hear that it's pretty good from people. So, who knows? Movie critics. Right, yeah. No, I've been hearing some good stuff. I also want to go see Ex Machina, which is getting really good reviews. Mm. Um, so I got movies to see. It's summer summertime. We got to go see a lot of movies. I know a dude who saw Ex Machina. I'm trying to, like, I talked directly with him. Oh, it's the guy I do the other podcast with now that Nathan decided he hates the internet. Yeah, True. he saw Ex Machina. Okay. I can't he remember if he like liked it. it. Oh. Last I checked, it was at like a 93% on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm almost finished Daredevil. Really? Oh, I got to, yeah, I got to catch up on it again. I got two episodes left. Does it get really good? Like crazy? I want to say my favorite moments were in the beginning, actually. Mm. Um, but okay. it's like I wouldn't say anything. Part is bad, um, but my favorite moments are probably at the beginning. Okay, there's, how far are you? What episode did you get to? Like three. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So there's some cool stuff coming. There's there's a ninja fight, which is pretty like badass and gnarly. There's some actually in terms of like gnarly stuff. There was times where I was like. I have to close my eyes because this is disgusting. I can't watch this. This is so gruesome. Okay. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, top down perspective. Uh, May 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a video game podcast where we're going to talk about video games, specifically uh, Paul's games that we've been playing. Oh, shit. I wasn't expecting that. So... I started playing Sins of a Dark Age, a new MOBA that came out recently. It was in early access for a while, but it quote-unquote released or whatever. Free-to-play thing. Uh, The thing I like about it that made me want to try it out is that they're going the Valve way of doing this, where all the heroes are free and all the skins and stuff you can get for free if you play enough. So they're going to lose probably a lot of money. <laughs> like it, they went the money sink way where for valve, it doesn't matter because with Dota two, they're a big company. They can afford a little bit of like a couple million dollars or whatever to make sure P- their PR is good or whatever for doing it. This company is uh the company that did sins of uh, solar empire. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. I actually talked to the dev. So I was streaming the game and the dev was just watching me stream it, apparently. And then That's I was cool. just like, well, we have like some extra slots. You want to jump in? I didn't know who he was. He's like, yeah, sure. Then we invite him into game. It's like, oh, shit, he has like the developer tag and stuff. So we started talking to him. I basically said, like, you guys are probably going to lose a bunch of money on this. <laughs> like, what was the end game for this? Like, with Whoa, this free to fired. Well, with this free-to-play model, like, 
it's kind of like like it's great for people that like the game and stuff, but how are you going to make money on it or monetize it? And his answer was basically like, we made a bunch of money doing uh, Sins of the Solar Empire, and we got sick of sci-fi, and this is just a love project that we wanted to do, so we don't really care if we lose a bunch of money doing it. So okay. I was just like, that made me like your game way more, because I kind of didn't like that game when I started playing it at all. And the reason is because what makes this one a bit different they add in some RPG elements into the MOBA and like some quests and stuff you can do while MOBA-ing. And while that's all fine and dandy, it kind of adds a cute little spin to it. It's not explained very well what you should be doing. And it feels so much different than another MOBA that like people that have played a lot of League or Dota or Heroes of the Storm or whatever, it changes up the flow of the gameplay where you like have to decide if you're going to stop doing battles and stuff and then go do this escort quest or go like collect a bunch of meat to feed a griffin and all this stuff and it's not explained well enough in my opinion at first but after playing with him in the party and being able to ask him every single question we wanted i really really got into it like i really like a lot of stuff they're doing but the barrier of entry is so big on it. I okay. I wouldn't. It's not something I could even recommend. If it's your first MOBA ever, maybe because you'll have the time to invest in it. Um, but I don't know. Like it's a lot to ask for people that spend a lot of time in League or Dota or whatever. Heroes of the Storm is kind of the casual MOBA, and like you can still spend a lot of time in that with its replayability and the fun like arcadey feel it has whereas this is very long games and can be quite tough to know what you're doing in with very little hand holding so it's not one i would recommend for just anybody to start off with and even seasoned moba players i don't know man <laughs> i don't know it's a little rough but i had fun with that that was a good time and what's the name of this again uh, Sins of a Dark Age. It's a free-to-play, okay. so anybody can go play it. They can right. get all the characters right away. Nothing's held back in that regard. The Twitch integration for it is really nice because they do this cool thing where people that are have their Steam account uh, hooked up with Twitch, you're able to give them prizes in your chat randomly, but not like prizes that you have in your inventory it, they'll get a prize randomly for just watching you like you can do giveaways and they kind of okay. do these cool community things to try to build up a good community for their game and all that stuff's really cool but i don't know i'm a little disappointed because they do some really cool stuff but it's such a competitive market they're like it's just going to get slaughtered and it's not going to get the attention it deserves i don't think but okay that's kind of life with the game industry now. So Right, sure, for sure. So after playing that, I went back to Heroes of the Storm for a bit because it's the game a bunch of friends of mine are playing. So I it always have... It's all about the MOBAs. I do like MOBAs quite a bit. But um, it's a game everybody I know is playing that I can jump into a game with at any time. It's all my favorite heroes from like when I was growing up and villains and all that sort of stuff. They started adding new stuff into it too. Kael'thas came out this week, so he's a fire mage, 
And for anybody who's in the know, he plays a lot like Jaina, only instead of like crit burst damage, he does more sustained damage over time, but he can still nuke pretty hard. Um, I have literally no idea what you just said. That's totally fine. He's really fun. More stuff is coming out for that game. It is the Blizzard polish that makes that game playable and fun. And yeah, that's okay. what that game is. Other than that, I started- Are you still playing Hearthstone on your phone. No, I'm really close to uninstalling it because when I play Hearthstone on my phone, I have to kind of resign myself to the fact that, oh, I'm going to play this for an hour and lose all my battery, and I'm going to have this oh, on my phone okay. and lose all my space. <laughs> like, yeah, the space is what caused me to have to take it out because it kept growing. I don't know what it was doing, but it kept growing. Like, just, just having a diff- more decks take up more space or something? Like... I get. I don't know. I, guess, I don't know, but it was just it kept taking up more and more space. It started out at like point eight gigs, then it got to like one point one, and I was just like, "Stop! I don't know what you're doing." Okay, I but. thought I was going crazy because I felt like it was growing too. I keep deleting other games, and it still says I have no space when I try want to try a new app. So I think yeah. it is growing. It's festering in my phone. Well, I know I know apps can get larger because it'll start caching stuff and downloading mm-hmm. stuff, but I didn't know what it was doing. For Hearthstone, but I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't. If I ever get a new phone, I will download you immediately, but I, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to uninstall it. It's just not the funnest way for me to play, because if I really want to play, I'll just play on my PC anyways. I don't have time when I'm on the go to battle somebody for like a good solid 15 minutes if it's a long game or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I started playing a game the other day, and then I was playing a little bit today. Oh, actually, sorry, quick side note. Yes. Wayward in the chat says dedicated Hearthstone phone. I do have an iPod Touch somewhere around here. That could just be a, like a Hearthstone device. Do you think it would run in an iPhone 3? Because I have one of those from like years ago. <laughs> I doubt it. And now that I'm thinking about my iPod Touch, because I have like, I don't even know which version of the iPod Touch I have, but it's an old one. So I don't even know if it could run on that either. I do have a tablet I could just play it on if I really wanted to. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I have my iPad, but I don't carry my iPad with me everywhere. And yeah. it needs to be connected to the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to... Which, I guess I was only playing Hearthstone like at home or at work. So I, it does have a Wi-Fi connection. But even if I did want to go outside, I couldn't use my iPad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I play the Wi-Fi at my work's not very good because of the building we're in. So it oh. that's I can watch videos on it, but even then it's spotty. So I don't think I would play a real match there. Okay. Anyway, you were saying? Yeah. Um. This weird game called Torin that came out T O R E N. It's no idea. It feels like what's that? Two brothers. You know that two brothers game. There's Brothers and there's Two Brothers. Those are both names of video games. Right, Two Brothers is the Game Boy one, right? The one that looks like a Game like Boy. Like a Game Boy game? Okay. Yeah. Brothers is the one I'm thinking of. So think the one that everyone loved, Brothers, Tale of Two Sons. Tale of Two Sons, that's right. Think about like how that game like the charisma that game has, kind of like a cutesy but not really so much vibe to it. Okay. That's kind of like how this game feels but if team eco decided to do a game again and it's kind of good in a lot of ways but 
the controls are a little bit clunky and I'm not really feeling it. And I'm not sure why. So it starts off with like your female protagonist. You start off like as a baby that tries to pick up a sword or whatever. And you're growing up and like learning how to move around. And stuff. Wait, why is a baby doing anything with a sword? You know, I'm sure there's going to be an explanation for all this stuff, but it's one of those things where there's not a whole lot of talking. There's no voiceover or narrator. All the talking is done in like echoey sort of thing with like text appearing on the bottom. Sure. So it feels very much like a Team Eco game, like a lot, which is kind of great, but there's something about it. I'm not exactly sure what because I haven't played enough of it yet. That isn't grasping me, and it's okay. what it what is me. what genre is this? It is like a third. It's almost like a Legend of Zelda, like a 3D Legend of Zelda, almost. But it's not okay. going to be that grand. So I can an, tell. like an action game? Yeah, it's an action game. Okay, so you're like fighting enemies and whatnot. Yeah, and okay. like platforming and stuff. I don't know. It feels a little bit weird, but. I'm going to try more of it, and I hope I like it as much as I think I could. Is it mm. on Steam? It is on Steam. It's quite okay. cheap, too. I think it was only like 15 bucks. Okay. So I'm not losing a whole lot out of it. But more importantly, I started playing Axiom Verge. More importantly. Ver- <laughs> I started playing Axiom Verge today. Yes. Because that came out on Steam, and yes. th- that game is Metroid. <laughs> like, but So excited. I mean, it's about time that we had a Metroid game with a male protagonist. Am I right, guys? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, but seriously, it feels like a fucking Metroid game, and it's really nice. The art style is beautiful. The music is great. It plays so well. Oh, my God. I just want to play more so I can talk so, more in depth so what's, about what's so going what's on. better, Axiom Verge or Ori? Hmm. Ori is a good modernization of uh, the Metroidvania gameplay style. This is more like uh, Super Metroid, like grassroots. Well, what campaign. do you like more? What do you what do you enjoy? What do you what do you prefer? I think I liked the pacing in Ori more than a lot of Metroidvania games, including Super Metroid. Okay, so so far this is not as good as, or you're not I, enjoying it as much as you did Ori. I really got wrapped up in Ori, so I would say I'm probably not enjoying it as much as Ori, but I'm probably... No, I would say I'm enjoying it as much as Ori, but, like, in a different way, because the style... It's something... What a cop-out. What a a cop-out answer. It's something about Ori. It's not even really the... It's a tie. (laughs) This feels more like the old-style Metroid games, which are great. But Ori was kind of its own beast in the way it actually moved around. And, like, every time you got a power-up, it increased, like, your movement around the levels, not just opening doors and getting into secret passages or stuff, if that makes any sense. Like, Mm -hmm. you felt more powerful by being able to traverse the world better, whereas this feels very much like you get the power-up so you can break the bricks now, or you get the power-up so you can get these doors open. It's a different style completely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to play it. Like, at, once we're done here, I'm going to start downloading it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. The biggest flaw with it so far is that I only got to play a half an hour of it before we had to do this. So. Sure. Yeah. Is that game on Vita? Because it's on know. PS4, right? 
I guess where it first came out was PS4. Yes, it came out on Usually, PS4. Usually, like almost anything nowadays that's only downloadable comes out on like all three Sony platforms. Mm. I'm just wondering because that would be that would probably be a good game to like take on my trip with me. And I'm and I'm in the I'm in the process right now of deciding like, am I taking my Vita? Am I taking my 3DS? Like you're wh- probably taking both. I t- I'm not taking both. There's no way I'm taking both. Then get those European street passes to unlock the regions like, on your map. I was like, I was like, at the moment, I don't have any like 3DS games I really want to play, and I have a ton of like backlogged PlayStation Plus games I could go through with the Vita. But if I bring in a 3DS, I can get all those street passes. And you know what I love doing when I'm traveling hmm. with my 3DS is I love getting the new locations on yeah, the map. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those are so awesome. Because like when I was in Japan, I was getting all these new areas, and I was like, this is sweet. And I, it's a whole... Dude, I'm I planning get, a trip like, to Japan, and I'm so excited for just... Are the, you? Yeah. When's that? I'm trying to do it before the end of the year, so probably fall. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. TGS? You going to go to TGS? You know what? I mean, no, that was never part of okay. the plan. But okay. I'm going to apply for credentials with Top Down, and if I get them, if I get <laughs> then, them, I will do it. Early September, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. And tiring, I hear. What is? Oh, yeah, probably like most conventions. Yeah, good point. No, that's cool. Japan's awesome. Yeah. Have you planned anything yet, or you just decided Japan? No, I found hotels, and I found flights and stuff. I just need to confirm if the dates are going to be okay and all that sort of stuff and talk to work cool. and blah, blah, blah. I should send you a, a bunch of the info I have because okay. I don't know if you're like sp- strictly doing hotels, but I did a lot of mo- – uh, not motels, uh, hostels. Yeah. Um, and there's this one hostel in uh, just outside of Kyoto that we stayed at, which is the nicest hostel I've ever been to. Have you been and, to a lot of hostels? Yeah, because oh. when I go traveling, it's like exclusively hostels because they're oh, the okay. cheapest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that's cool. There, I'll I'll give you a bunch of recommendations. Yeah, w- what places are you going to? What cities? Like obviously Tokyo. Um, right. I already talked to Lucas Pope actually to have a drink. <laughs> so that'll <laughs> be <cool>. weird <laughs> for those for those uh, who don't remember Lucas Pope, developer of Papers Please. Yeah, which w- I think you were with me. We did the indie talks episode with him yeah yeah what's his new game coming what's that one called again oh my god something about the ship right yeah it's the ship but i can't remember the name of the ship has like a long title or something like that anyway um okay so you're going to tokyo obviously that's a few days right there tokyo is huge but really cool so obviously you're gonna hit up akihabara Mm -hmm. that place is real cool go at nighttime when it's when it's all lit up and neon where mm-hmm. else? What are the what other cities you added to? Um, well, I mean, the idea was basically to either fly into Osaka or Tokyo, and basically every day or two days take the train to a new location and spend a day or two there. <laughs> Osaka, another cool one. One that I I didn't end up doing enough of uh, when we were first looking at it. I was like, Osaka doesn't really seem to have much of what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in Kyoto, I was reading up on like, oh hey, you like uh, Akihabara? The next best place is in Osaka. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Good thing. Osaka's an hour away from Kyoto. Took a train there, went to Dendan Town. Boom. Which is Boom. like uh, Osaka's version of uh, Akihabara. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, you going to go to Mount, gonna do Mount Fuji? Uh, like possibly. I do want to see some more rural areas, like not the big cities and all that stuff. So I, have to, cool. I do have to look up more guides on like what are some old school looking places you can go to and all that you need to 
uh, make sure you get the rail pass outside of Japan. I don't remember what the reason was, but you like weren't able to get a rail pass when you were in there. Really? So start looking up that stuff. Yeah, I remember when my mom was because I went with my family. My mom was looking it up. She had to buy our train like main pass we used for like the big trains between cities outside of the country. So look that up. I also heard um, that like a lot of places in Japan, like I talked to Lucas Pope about Japan because he lives there. So right. for some advice, and he's like, bring like a lot of yen to just have on hand because credit card places aren't like huge here. <laughs> like there's not a lot of places that just accept credit card all the time, which yeah, I found I'm not, weird. I'm not quite sure. Like whenever I go traveling, I always make sure I have cash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was definitely using cash for the majority of it. I know there was a few times where our cards got stopped because even though we had told the our banks like we're traveling like they still flagged it mm-hmm. and then we had weird things where it was like because like in canada when you if your if your credit card has like the cirrus logo mm-hmm. you can do it in other countries right yes so we had those but the atms were still not reading some of our cards hmm. which was odd like i remember at one point my mom's card she couldn't withdraw cash with it i'm same bank put my card in they let me withdraw cash so there was some there was some weird stuff but anyway it wasn't a huge uh, concern yeah um people are also saying visit pokemon centers i never did that which was a bummer i didn't see them but yeah definitely look out po- a pokemon center the one thing that i heard about when i came back <clears throat> that i'm kicking myself that i didn't know about beforehand was mm. that robot restaurant thing oh have you heard of this <laughs> i have heard of it yeah you you have to go and take some photos yeah well this is the thing is that like when i eventually do go I'll probably just create like a Twitter or Tumblr and just update it every 10 minutes with something like weird. <laughs> from yeah, Japan. no, for sure. For yeah. sure. Definitely do that. Or like an Instagram or something. That's what I was doing. Like every night I was uploading everything to like Dropbox and I had some friends with my login and they were just checking my stuff each day. Mm, um, that's cool. And then you also get like, well, the, the thing I like about the Instagram one is you get like a photo map of where all your photos are from, which is cool. Mm, um, yeah. That's I know there's, pri- there's there's privacy issues there, but just looking back, it's like, oh yeah, and I was right here for this. And anyway, that's a, I'm excited for you. I want to go back to Japan one day. We should, sure. we should go. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to Europe in a few <laughs> weeks. I'm not going to Japan <laughs> a few months later. Yeah. Also, his game name was Return of the Oberdin. Return of the Oberdin. Right? Yeah. I, I had yeah. to look it up. <laughs> I forgot the name okay. of his ship. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um, I guess, Okay. Sorry, I just have all these questions about Japan. Are you planning to pick up any Japanese games slash game consoles? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm actually... Yeah? I really haven't talked to you about it, but I've been learning Japanese for the last couple months. Oh, way to go. (laughs) Or trying to, because I'm still trying to learn how to read it before I can speak it. (laughs) Sure. I didn't need to know anything. No, that's what I hear, which is great. But I didn't know anything. Remember when I was saying... uh, They have pictures everywhere, so you just point to everything as well. Remember when I was saying I really wanted to play police knots and I was going to learn Japanese? That was actually the impetus to actually start learning it. Okay. So, okay. And one day I will play police knots and talk about it on this podcast. But um, so do you have like a list already of like, I know I need to pick up these things? No, I, okay. it's all going to just be surprises, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, go find it. Find a super potato. Go there, buy some weird stuff. They have buy a Wonder Swan. Wonder Swans are weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Both John and I have Wonder Swans. Anyway, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, I don't even remember where we that's were. All this, that's all I played. That's all you've played. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, what have I been playing? Um, I finished up Monster Bag. That was a game I talked about last week. Yeah. That uh, I won't get. I won't talk about it too much again this week, just because um, you should listen to last week's show. But that game is super weird, and I still don't know the genre of what that game is. Okay. Um. And I would. I, I want to tell you, Paul Moore, because I know you missed last week's, but I know you're planning to listen to last week's. So I will listen. listen to my description of Monster Bag, because <laughs> that game's really weird. Okay. And um, I liked it. I enjoyed my time with Monster Bag. Would it be a better way to just maybe play a little bit of Monster Bag before listening to you describe it? I think you should listen. Well, Monster, it's on the Vita. Oh, it's just Vita. Yeah. So I don't okay. even know because you yeah. don't have a Vita, right? Not yet. Yeah, so you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to play it. But it was a PlayStation yeah. Plus game from last month. Okay, that's how I had it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, that's a weird, silly, dark game. Um, okay. Uh, I was also playing with uh the Wii U a bit last weekend. Uh, I checked out the the Mario Kart update 200 CC. Okay. Uh, so that game that speed is now ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. So it's F zero now right yeah it's real crazy like i i consider myself pretty decent or you know decent enough at mario kart i can usually beat most of like most of my friends i'm playing with i'm drifting like every turn right i'm 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 good enough as that i consider i'm not you know i wouldn't play online you're not mlg no okay um but like i was having a hard time staying on the track in 200 cc that it is fast now um but that's that's exciting. That's cool. Uh, and I also played some Pushmo World on the Wii U. Okay. Have you played any Pushmo? Yeah, I didn't really like the first Pushmo. Oh, I like Pushmo. I didn't really Pushmo like World. it. Put, well, there's so there's there's three Pushmo. I guess they just announced another one. But there's Pushmo, mm. Crashmo, and Pushmo World. I played very little of Crashmo. I don't even remember how the like, mechanics work. Okay. Um, but I played Pushmo on the 3DS, and now Pushmo World is just Pushmo again. Okay. It's the it's exactly Pushmo. It's the exact same thing. Um mm. so if you like Pushmo, you like Pushmo World. Cool. There's there's nothing else there. Um the main game I've been playing like real heavy this week was VLR. Um unfortunately like again, I don't I'm not I'm not going to talk much about it. It's such a story heavy game, but I just I finally got to one of the endings cuz there's like 18 in this game and if people who know 999 or know VLR, when you get to an ending, that's when like the real game begins. Cause you start going like jumping between different time points to replay and get different outcomes. Um, and I'm just like super hooked. And, um, the fact that you can jump to very specific moments, makes it such a great improvement over 999. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I was playing VLR up until we started podcasting. I'm playing it on the train. I'm playing a bit at work. Mm-hmm. I'm playing like anytime I can. Cause I really, that's again with my trip coming up. It's like deciding which console to bring. There's no way. Like I don't want to, if I don't take my Vita to have only played through half of VLR and then come back to this like story heavy game. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to like get that done. Um, the one downside I'll say with having 18 endings is one of the differences between 999, which you didn't play 999, correct? I was actually going to ask because I've asked Nathan this question before. 
and now that you're playing this, I can ask you, do I need to play 999 to enjoy VLR? You don't, but I'd probably slap you if you didn't. Okay, that's almost the answer he gave. He said, no, you don't need to, but you will get way more out of it if you do. Exactly. You will get so much more out of it because there's characters that return that they're not talking about the past. And it's like, what are you doing? You were in the first one. How are you? Why are you here again? And it's like, it's crazy. Hmm. So definitely um, play 999 first. Mm -hmm. Uh, People in the chat are asking VLR. Yes. Virtuous last reward. Zero escape to Virtuous last reward. Um, But one of the things I was saying, the one downside is... Uh, because unlike a 999 where you would get all the way to a full ending and then you would restart at the beginning and you would go all the way to another full ending, this game kind of makes you go about 75% of the way through the flowchart mm-hmm. before it was saying, oh, stop, you don't have enough info yet. You need to do a different path so that you gain info so you can go down this path. Huh. So you're kind of jumping around a lot more frequently, and which is fine. It's really cool to be like learning bits and pieces. It's almost like putting like a puzzle together slowly. Um, but the downside is that I'll jump to a different place that like, oh, I got enough info for that one. I can jump there. And I've kind of forgotten like, okay, wait, what was, what story stuff was even happening in this thread? Because each story thread, even though it's kind of the same scenario, like significantly different stuff happens. Like really significant. I was, I was shocked. So it's like, wait, is this the one where, uh, we were able to duplicate the thing or is this the one where they don't even know that there's a thing available? Uh, and it will tell you a little bit if you follow the flow chart up, but I'm just not digging into it that deep. I'm just, as soon as I see like, oh man, I can further go down that path. I am jumping there and, and going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's partly on my error, but uh, still it, it does get a little confusing, but not enough to really throw you off that much. Uh, anyway, still really enjoying uh, VLR. Uh, okay i'll cool. be going back to it immediately upon finishing this podcast uh today cool um okay and yeah with that uh let's move on to the news and boy do we have a lot of it <laughs> yeah there's a there's a good chunk mm-hmm. a lot of them are kind of real short but yeah there's a good chunk um let's get like all the nintendo stuff out of the way uh, so Nintendo briefly talked about their plans for their mobile games. As we know, they're they're going into the mobile space. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do know at the moment is that there will be one mobile game, you know, for smart devices in 2015, and then uh, the rest of them will be coming spring. You know what? I got that wrong. I'm seeing uh, 2017. Hang on. So Nintendo's. Oh, no, sorry, they're talking about uh, fiscal years. So it should be, yeah, game due uh, this year, and then five more due by March 2017. I thought it was just 2016, but they're going the full fiscal year into 2017. So I guess that's six on the plate so far that they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess one every two months or so. But yeah, one near the end of the year. We don't know anything about the games, but that's just their current, uh, that's their current plan. Well, they're... um... Um, they're hooking up with DNA. We knew that. We yeah. Knew that. Yeah. Um, continuing with Nintendo, uh, they've started talking a bit about E3. Uh, however, they've said they're not, at least this year at E3, that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. no announcements regarding their smart uh, games, smartphone games. Okay. And there will be no NX announcement at E3, which is a bummer. NX being 
the code name for their next platform. It'd be kind of weird if they went to CES or like more mobile focused like tech conventions for that sort of stuff. Like if they did very weird, it'd be really weird, right? Well, I interpreted this more as like we'll talk about it more at next E3. Mm-hmm. Like it's too or far Nintendo out. Direct. Well, <laughs> like, I'm a, I guess a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, that's true. They they could just do it like whenever. Yeah, but I would. St- it's still weird to get like a console announcement not at E3. Mm-hmm. Besides like leaks and stuff, but um, uh, just a couple of choice quotes. This was all let down in a um, an investors meeting. Uh, Nintendo was saying, we do not plan on talking specifics about NX until 2016. Um, presently, we cannot talk about the time period when it will go on sale or what it's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are calling it a new concept. Uh, we are not thinking of this as a simple replacement for the 3DS or the Wii U. Um, incidentally, we're getting various questions uh, for this year's E3. Like, won't there be an NX announcement Will there be a presentation on smart devices? Uh, and to that, they said no, not at this year's E3. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a bit of a bummer. I, I wanted to hear more about the NX, but you know, we'll hear about it eventually. Yep. Uh, and I thought there was one. Oh yeah, there so is. Here's something super weird. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo uh, basically laid out their plans mm-hmm. for. Stop playing the video. Okay, uh, June sixteenth, eighteenth. So actually. On the 14th, pre-E3, Nintendo World Championship 2015. Did yep. you watch this ad? No, this not yet. Thing? I heard about it on Twitter. I was at work when it was announced. Okay, so basically, let me let me give you let me paint you a word picture of what this little video is. Okay. Um they're asking Reggie, I guess like the board of directors are like, what should what should we do for E3 this year? And he thinks back to what looks like old video footage, and he's like, "We're bringing back the Nintendo World Championship, which I guess was a a game show they did like 25 years ago." He said 25, and I'm assuming it's like an anniversary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, "It'll be the first time we've done it since uh, for 20, in 25 years." And they're like, "And we'll, he says like we'll have prizes, something like that." And I'm, I want they're going to be prizes. I'm going to want. But they're like, "But you can't, you can't compete." You're oh no, that's what he says. He says I'm going to even compete, and they're like, "But you can't." You're you know, you work here and he's like, not anymore. Uh, now the new CEO is, I forgot the kid's name, but he pulls some kid from off camera in some like derpy looking dude. And he's the new CEO of Nintendo. And then Reggie's in the gym working out, but he's doing like silly workouts, like, like playing like we fit or oh, playing like, um, track and field. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, or staring at a TV screen of the old Donkey Kong Country while just eating a ton of bananas, or being in Little Max like training pink, like jumper, and like punching in the air and stuff, and just weird, weird stuff like that. Um, and then what happens at the end? What's the big zinger? He's like, he wants to come back to be his, to get his C. Oh yeah, okay. People are giving me all the things in the chat. He's lifting game cubes, like bicep curling game cubes. He's playing the virtual boy and saying like, man, these games are great while like knocking shit off the table. Um, people are saying Tanner. Is that the kid's name? Anyway, Must be. Um, the ending, he's like, you know what? I want my job back. And the kid's like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, I don't know. Do you have any skills? And the kid's like, I can speak Japanese. 
And then it cuts to Reggie walking past Bill Trinan saying, hey, Bill, uh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was that was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, if people want to watch this weird video, it's on YouTube. You can also just go to e3.nintendo.com. Um, but they mentioned on the 16th, they're going to have uh, their digital event, which will be their um, Nintendo Direct, uh, obviously. Uh, obviously, they'll have their Treehouse Live going through the whole three days. Yep. And they also mentioned that uh, Mario Maker is going to be in Best Buys like immediately after, and that's on that site as well. But who cares about that? Mm. Um, so it seems almost identical to what they've done before, except for this Nintendo Championship thing. Um which could be interesting. I'm assuming, I'm hoping it'll be on Twitch. It's got to be on Twitch. The Treehouse thing's on Twitch. It's got to be on Twitch. Everything's streamed. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what that's all about. Uh, I'll be in Europe, though, so I won't see what that's all about. Uh, uh, or any of this. I'll be coming back the day after E3 finishes. <laughs> I know John wants to participate. <laughs> he oh, was does saying, he? Yeah? Yeah, he was saying, like, I wonder if they'll accept Canadians and stuff like that. I think oh, he could true, do pretty yeah. good. That guy plays a lot of Nintendo games. <laughs> he plays that's true he plays a lot of nintendo games that's true um so anyway yes those are nintendo's uh plans for e3 what else do we have on the list uh so we mentioned last week that they were going to announce uh what the next assassin's creed is in a few days from Mm. last week's recording yep they did um and it is called uh syndicate yes which i guess that's not the name it originally like leaked as what was it what was it originally called um I don't even remember. It had a different name when it was getting leaked a bunch, but it's the Victorian era one. Uh, you're playing as a brother-sister duo, Jacob and Evie. Um, so, hey, Girl Assassin, that's interesting. Yep. I, that's probably going to be extremely hard for them to model, right? And animate. <sighs> Wasn't that the joke? <laughs> like, Wasn't that the thing from Unity? Is like, No, that was no the female, thing. No female assassins because <laughs> it would just take way too much resources to animate a female. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I was trying to remember what their justification besides misogyny <laughs> was for it. Right, yeah. I think they oh, meant uh, it would be hard chat, to create. Victory. That was the name of the Assassin's Creed title. I think what their thing from before was it would be too hard now to model a female like or any other character because they already had the assets, basically. But, like that's regardless it was bullshit it's a yeah oh of course now there's a a female assassin with like a leading role i guess although in the trailer it's just the dude obviously like i watched their announcement trailer they don't even mention the girl yeah so that's a marketing decision though it it, which sucks yeah it's weird because i remember somebody saying they've done studies on it and people buy a game more often or something if it's like the white male protagonist. Oh, I don't I'm know. Sh- who, I'm sure that's the fact. Cause that's I the thing with everything. How that it's like, <laughs> uh, anyway, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed syndicate, um, PS4, uh, Xbox one on October 20th, okay. uh, with a PC release later in the fall. Right. Uh, Victorian era, London could be cool. Uh, actually. I looked at the video and it looks exactly like Assassin's Creed. I, so <laughs> go figure. I, I kind of just like whatever. Uh, yeah. I'll play it at some point because I play Assassin's Creed games. I still have to go through Unity at some point. Um, I hope they don't announce another Assassin's Creed game and get two in a year again because last year was crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. Apparently, there's a one terabyte Xbox coming. 
Cool. Uh, too bad. Too bad. John's not here. He's always complaining about the space on his Xbox. Not anymore. He got a hard drive for it. Okay. Has Man. he not mentioned that? <laughs> no, I. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I guess I don't. Talk now to he can play all the Ori, which he won't. He won't. No, yeah. he hates Ori now. Yeah. Okay. Here's probably the biggest news of the week. Um. Again, this would have been good uh, having John here. <laughs> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yeah. Um. Did you see? The website that was up a few days before this, Sword or Whip? Yes, I, I voted. <clears throat> What'd you vote for? Whip. Okay. I don't think I voted. I think I went to it on my phone, and I was like, I don't... What is this? Oh, is this a Castlevania thing? And then I was just like, moving on. Yeah. Not that I don't, li- not that I don't like Castlevania. I just, just like... I, I, don't, I don't have time to deal with this right at the moment. Um... But yeah, Bloodstained. Uh, so Igarashi, Koji Igarashi, the original creator of Castlevania, has started a Kickstarter for a game called Bloodstained, which is basically Symphony of the Night. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Right. Um, they're asking for 500000 I don't know if they're going to get there. Oh, wait, they're at $2 million right now. Yeah, so, they made their goal within four hours, if I remember them saying. Right, yeah. Yeah. It was really fast. Yeah. Didn't they also kind of like gamify, um, like the marketing? Like, there's these like a- achievements, and it's something like, "Hey, if you like, also follow us on Twitter, we'll unlock this other stuff too." Or if you retweet us enough times, then this achievement will happen, or something like that. Like, I'm looking at all these. What do we got? Tumblr followers, overall vines. Oh man, they're not even at fifty. Who? A vine of what? What, who's gonna? What are you gonna vine? Are you gonna vine yourself being excited for this Kickstarter? So, I'm I'm gonna tell you my worst secret. I can't okay. keep up with the kids anymore. I don't know okay. what I don't know how to use Vine or what it's for. <laughs> okay, do, Vine is a video. It's like a six uh, second loop or something. Yeah, like you. I believe you hold your finger, your thumb down, and it'll record. And you can lift it up and keep and hold it down. And once it's done, like six seconds or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it puts it all together. And there's your there's your video. What's the point what of it? Gonna, though? I, I, I don't know. Same thing as like Snapchat. Here's like here's a clip of something. I don't get that either. <laughs> okay, I'm out of touch. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Uh, overall fan art. They already have a hundred people who have given fan art of this game that doesn't exist yet. How is that even possible? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. It's like what? What overall comics? They actually expect people to make comics for this game that doesn't exist yet. Does Rule Thirty Four stuff count? That is not an achievement. <laughs> that no, would be artwork, hilarious. Artwork is one of them, but yet they have not even hit the five paintings mark. Oh man. Okay. Oh, here's one. Photography. Uh, they're looking for twenty five selfies at castles. What? I don't. Uh, five Miriam cosplays. I guess that's a new character. What does she look like? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched the video, but they I do have either. like they do have character art and stuff. So I guess they want people to already make costumes for this. How hyped are like, you? How many vines are you going to put out tonight? I'm, of what? <laughs> what am I supposed to vine? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Am you're I, the one who's you're like do i vine the video they put up do i put my phone in front of my t like my computer monitor i don't know your tdp's the trailer your tdp's 8 to 24 demographic representative <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> what that is such a huge number of people 8 to 24 8 to 24 <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even well, okay. Um Okay, so and if uh, anyway, they so they've gamified this thing, but what are they currently looking for? If they get to 2 million cuz they're just under, they got a they get a boss rush mode. Cool. And if they get to 2.25 million, they get a retro level. So okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't this all kind of like a retro? Yeah, yeah, I uh, get it. Anyway, they they how, okay. So interesting things they've already gotten. Um, voice acting by David Hayter. Nice second playable character. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Local co-op. That's great. That yeah. So they're easily gonna hit this. They still have another twenty-eight days to go. Um, wasn't there also something like this is the first? Yeah, they keep also, like, the press release was saying, like, this is the first Kickstarter that'll offer physical discs off, like, right out of the gate. Interesting. So this is, so this is coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4. Um, those are the the physical versions, so just new next-gen. Um, I guess it looks kind of more similar to the, uh, the DS Castlevanias, because it, it's kind of more less pixelated, more kind of anime art style, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I'm assuming John probably back to this. Are you super excited? Are you a big Castlevania guy? Uh, not this era of Castlevania. I don't like anything from Symphony of the Night and onwards as much. Oh, wow. Okay. I like Symphony of the Night. I didn't back it. I'll probably end up playing it. I'm not going to back this, but I'm super glad that this is a thing that exists and people... Because I know, like... I've played a few of the GBA games and stuff, and I had a fun time with them. I like the really old style of Castlevania more, but like, I'm glad this is just a like thing the, that's coming just the, out. Just a straight platforming, not the Metroidvania style? Yeah. I mean, I think it was Super Castlevania 4 where I started to fall off a bit, but um, um, I'm super excited actually, for people. I'm pretty sure the wording in this Kickstarter, yeah, so they don't call it Metroidvania. For obvious reasons. No, Igavania. Igavania or Igavania. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's just weird. That's weird. I mean, Metroidvania is already a bad name, but. I, oh, and I also, know. you know that they asked John to advertise it, right? That's what I heard. I, did he, like, what, what yeah. is he doing? Um, they did a partnership deal with uh, people who would accept it or whatever youtubers and streamers and stuff and um his thing is he started an lp of the old i think aria of sorrow is the one he started with he's doing an lp of uh aria yeah that's what he was aria of sorrow sorrow but yeah so he is excited (laughs) like (laughs) i think we could say i'm i'm sure he is yeah um i'm interested uh just kind of interesting timing we talked about ukulele last week yeah um so two like major high profile Kickstarters uh, within like a week of each other um, from. Yeah, I guess there's like I, this. It's kind of similar to Mighty Number no. Nine. You just kind of get like the main guy mm-hmm. or the main group of people from those past games. Bring something out new. Are you excited for ukulele at no. all? No, I don't like Banjo Kazooie guy. I didn't like them at all. So, OK, OK. Um, what, what? OK, well, then I ask you this. If you had like an old school team or whatever specific uh, developer. The uh, answer is Hideo Kojima because of what, what happened. Make a Kickstarter of what? Like 
just the next Metal Gear Solid game? His new IP. I, I actually want to see. Anything? I actually want to see the next thing he comes up with after being kind of tied to Metal Gear for so long with Konami and all that stuff. I kind of want to see him break free completely and just like we're going back to when I was a crazy piece of shit on the NES. Let's go, <laughs> just doing something out there. Like I want to see him do new stuff. I want. I want the successor to Burnout Paradise. Oh, I will kickstart that. That would I'd be good. I'd kickstart that so hard. That would be good. Ah, okay. Anyway, uh, people can back that if they're if they're wanting. Um, here's another quick thing. Um, I don't even know what this got announced on, but I saw the Japanese video. There's a new Pushmo. I saw heard heard the name Stretchmo going around. Okay. Which the gameplay looked really similar. When you pull the block out, it gets longer, which I guess is a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, new Pushmo. That's always cool. Yeah. Um, other interesting kind of two-part news. Gears of War Remastered leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is... Which... I'm so tired of remasters. I'm so tired of remasters. Sure. Um, this is a remastered version of the first Gears of War. The Gears of War I don't like. Really? Um, it's the one I liked, but it didn't age well. I felt... No, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Okay. In fact, I played it. It was like, nope, this is not for me. Then randomly, um, a copy of Gears of War 2 showed up at my place to review, and it wasn't supposed to. And I was like, well, guess I'll play it. Really liked Gears of War 2 okay. a ton. Yeah. Then I went back and was like, I'll just I'll just finish through this. And since then, I've played all the Gears of War. I do like Gears of War, just not the first one. I really don't like how the first one ends. It's so anticlimactic. I don't like how the entire thing is gray. Mm, yeah. I think it's an ugly game. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Gears of War uh, remastered leaked. Uh, people, there was a, a like an, uh, a pretty widespread beta going around, I believe, and the thing was, a lot of people were show, leaking videos of it. They weren't supposed to. It wasn't a public beta. It was a closed beta, and they were leaking plenty of videos of it, up to the point that uh, Microsoft started banning those accounts. And as we've now learned, they have the power to do. They can brick your console. Yes. Um, so a lot of these uh, people who were leaking the footage now have bricked Xbox Ones, and that just kind of added to the fact uh, I we did not know Microsoft had that ability to target a specific Xbox online and brick it. I guess are they are they entirely bricking it? Because I was here, I was reading, um, I was reading words. Uh, stating bricked and i was also reading just making it uh only usable uh offline Hmm. getting rid of the online feature um Hmm. that seems way more likely hmm disabled xbox live accounts yeah because i'm seeing yeah disable their accounts i'm seeing permanently disabled their xbox live accounts suspended accounts temporarily blocked all of the xbox one privileges but maybe because um, of doing that the process of it they do something which fucks up like the os or something well because i remember um people were complaining like oh well now that i can't go online i can't use an xbox one and microsoft had an issue a statement saying that's not true you can use your xbox one offline it still functions um Mm. but i've also been hearing uh you know uh microsoft punishes gears leakers by temporarily bricking xbox ones uh yeah 
So I don't know if the, how much if, if they're just being a little hyperbolic with the term bricked or what exactly. Um, but anyway, that's that's interesting that they can do that. I I guess that makes sense. Like if you're going to leak something you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to function or continue being able to do so. And if this does that, then this does that. The NDAs Apparently, are pretty. Like, they're pretty intense. So. No, no, for sure. And yeah. like, assuming these people in the betas, they clicked "I agree" to some kind of terms yes. of service, so yep. it's like they have themselves to blame. Yep. Um, I'm sure it but, states right in there too the clause of like doing it. Basically, your this would be suspended. Blah blah blah. Microsoft's not responsible for any funds missing or whatever because of this. Like, if you have to buy a new Xbox, like I'm sure yep. all the legal jargon's in there. Yeah. Just still, just kind of interesting to know that. Uh, Microsoft has that has that ability uh, with the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, we got some Ratchet and Clank news. Uh, yeah. We got a release date on the movie, uh, April 29th, 2016 in America. Uh, and more, more interestingly, because I kind of don't care about the movie, I'll probably end up seeing it because it's a video game movie. Yeah. Um, they are rebooting the first, the original Ratchet and Clank uh, for PS4 spring 2016. So, you know, just in time for the movie. Cool. I guess that makes sense. Go see the movie, play the new game. Yeah. As someone who did not play much Ratchet and Clank at all, uh, that's cool. I'm with you. look into this one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's a good way to jump in. In fact, the only Ratchet and Clank I've played is a few hours of a crack in time. Me too. On the PS3. Yeah. Um, With three other people. Like, it was just a party game that we did for a bit. Did that have co-op? I think that was the four-player co-op one, right? Or was that the no, other one? That was the one. That was the one following after it. it. Did a four-player one after That's it. That's the one I, I played play then. One. It was um, good. Yeah, Kraken Time was a single-player game, uh, mm. which I enjoyed the little bit I did play. And cool. uh, last, oh, actually, here's a quick one. Life is Strange Three comes out in five days. Yes. Boom! Get hype. Yes. So excited! Can't wait. The ending from Life is Strange Two. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Uh, last bit of news. Konami. They're not in a great spot. Um, you just saw this uh, Igarashi stuff. He's on his own. We just talked about uh, Metal Gear Solid guy. Kido Kojima. He's off. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hills. Canceled. Yeah. What's Konami doing? What games do slot they have? Machines. Konami, <laughs> slot machines. They have slot machines in Japan. Yeah. Um, they have health clubs in Japan. You, oh, hey, when you go to Japan, you should totally get me a shirt from one of their health clubs because I wanted to get one and I forgot. If I find one, like, I'll look him up, but yeah. <laughs> um, They have now said, uh, the CEO came out and said, we will pursue mobile games aggressively. So their new plan yeah. is full-on going for the mobile market with their properties, which they've already been doing some mobile games, for sure, some free-to-play stuff. Yeah. Um. And I guess now they're just seeming like that's the place to be, and that's where they're going. So Konami is becoming a mobile publisher. publisher. Yeah. Um, Basically, it's for all their old IPs. A cheap way to put them on something and still make revenue from them. Right. Right. And with you know, and they also owned Hudson, so they can use all those IPs as well. Yep. Bomberman. Yep. But I'm thinking like after this Metal Gear game. Maybe they'll keep putting out soccer games if they're getting any kind of profit for them or just say, not nah, EA can have that. Um, and we're just going to focus entirely. But they've said we're going to pursue mobile games aggressively. 
yeah. kind of a bummer. Uh, Konami's put out some games I've been excited about, but that company just seems to be changing rapidly. Yeah, and that you know that happens. Yeah. So, oh, that reminds me of another thing that happened. This, uh, do you know Super Bunny Hop Games or whatever on YouTube? Yeah. Nope. He nope. put out a Konami versus Kojima video that like he got some anonymous sources from Konami talking about like the situation and leaking some inside details and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't confirm or not. Uh Konami actually had a DMCA pull that video off the internet. <laughs> oh, I did I read the um I read a like an article headline about this, but it just said like a YouTube video. It didn't say what specifically. And YouTube said no, right? Yeah. So that's the update to that is that they're like, nah, and they put it back up <laughs> and send uh, Konami a letter basically saying, maybe you should review what like fair uses and stuff. If you have any questions, contact us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting for sure. For sure. Um, I guess good for YouTube, not just being like, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll just take it down. Cause Often when you, from what I understand about like, and even just like with copyright stuff, if your videos get flayed for copyright and are not taken down, it's a lengthy process you have to go through to prove you own stuff. Um, yep. I think I've even encountered that before and it was like, you need to prove, I think it was something top down perspective related. Sure. And it was early on when on our YouTube channel, when I was uploading just the audio of the podcast when we weren't doing them live. So it still had like the theme song there. And I think it got taken down and was like, you need to prove you have that music. And I was like, how do I do that? I mean, like I have the audio file, but Mm -hmm. what I'm not like it, it, it's like, it gets so convoluted that it's just like, okay, I, I, I don't have the brain capacity to deal with this. I'll just move on. I won't put my video up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but um, good to see kind of YouTube fighting the other way around. It's yeah, sure. it's really cool. I like it. Um, all right, let's go on to questions. How can people send in questions, Paul? Uh, you can email topdownperspective at gmail dot com. You can reach us on Twitter at TDP Podcast or on Facebook at facebook dot com slash topdownperspective. That is entirely correct. This first question uh, comes in from Joey. He says, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time caller here. You're just not a few calling. Questions. That's true. He's a liar. Fucking liar. Next. Li- <laughs> next is by Andy. Comes from- <laughs> Andy comes right in. No. Uh, Joey says, just a few questions I'm curious about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, first one, is there any video game where you first heard the music and played the game afterwards because you liked the music that much? Hmm. Uh, that's what happened for him with Jet Set Radio, and he thanks John because he first heard the music in John's videos. Hmm. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because <clears throat> I don't seek out soundtracks for video games I don't have a connection with, so no. I'm just trying to think if anyone's like played me some music from a, from a game before. I was like, wow, this music's really great. I need to try out the game. And it's usually not... I mean, there's been games where I've heard they were good and I haven't played them yet, and I heard they really liked the soundtrack on them too. Like, I remember Hotline Miami was like that, but it wasn't specific. Like, I heard the music, I need to now play the game. I don't think I've ever... I think I, I don't think I've ever done that. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't either, honestly. Uh, second one is for John. Um, Should we answer so, it for John? Look, yeah, <laughs> of course. 
Um, I was listening back to the archives of this one other podcast I listened to, the F+. And I noticed that you were a guest in one of the episodes, oh. a particular weird one at that. I'm genuinely curious how you got involved with that. Oh, I think I actually know the answer to this. He's friends with one of the dudes. <laughs> I Oh, wait. I, I think I actually know the answer to this. And genies? I guess we'll let the listeners decide uh, what they think is the, is the true story. <laughs> right. Third question is from me. Sean, how did you get started reviewing video games for Comic Book Ben? Uh, I came across the website and I saw they were interested in more reviewers. So I sent an email and they were like, okay, show us some of your work. So I sent them a few reviews I had done just on like a personal blog kind of. Yeah. And they were like, cool. Sounds good. I what remember that blog actually. Yeah. That's old school, man. Yeah. Old blo- yeah. That, how old is that? That's got to be five years old at least. Yeah. Cause that's um, when I started mine around the same time right yeah 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 um yeah that's a long time ago number four uh since i know you guys are relatively well traveled what would you say is the most interesting place you've been to uh been to is uh thanks for the podcast guys you're always a joy to listen to well we talked a lot about japan japan's huge for me i quite enjoyed that sure um i've also been to australia which was a blast sure um i really and I have like, done some traveling in europe i've traveled a lot so i really like Yellowknife because that's like a really small city but it's like one of the bigger cities in the north here up north sure yeah okay. i've never really gone that i've never gone that north i've never been to the territories of canada i really like it because the great slave lakes when they freeze over they turn into roadways like they put roadways on the lake because the ice gets that, so th- cool. thick. That's cool. That's interesting. So there's just like, I visited in fall, so it wasn't frozen yet. And you would just see these like dirt roads that like just went into the lake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That's cool. kind of cool. Uh, Northern Lights up there. Really easy to see. Really nice. Uh, a lot of snow dogs, like the huskies and the dogs that pull sled, sled dogs everywhere. Oh, okay. Pretty okay. neat. Did Pre- you see the Northern Lights? Yeah. Cool. I've never seen those and I want to see those. They're cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't you take the next one? All right. Next comes from Andy. Over the past weekend, a trial for Toho 15 was released at... Oh, God. Right, I say? Right, I say? Ty say? Holy shit. That's a Something lot of like eyes. That. That's a lot of eyes. That's, that's a lot of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and introduced an interesting new mechanic to the series. Aside from making the stages a lot more difficult than previous iterations, God help us all when a bullet hell is made even harder... A new mode was added called Point Device Mode, where there are no lives. Whoa, okay. Instead, throughout the stages, there are chapters that serve as a checkpoint system so that when you die, you start back at the exact point where you left off at the checkpoint. On one hand, it seems like you'll have an infinite amount of retries to 1cc modes now. On the other hand, you know... Or you now have to be aware of your resources at these checkpoints, which entails bombs, graze, positioning, enemies, yourself, etc. I thought it was an interesting idea to bring to the bullet hell genre, and I'm uncertain if any other series has done such a thing. Do you think this is a neat idea, and could you see other shmup series adopting the idea? I'm not huge into shmups, honestly, so I don't know. I, I think this. I think this idea is like everywhere, like. A checkpoint system, specifically where you don't have, like, the fact that it's like you don't have lives, it's like, well, then you always have checkpoint systems. Like, I'm trying to think of anything. Strider, when you die, you go back to the checkpoint. Uh, 
Ori when you die. You go back to the latest checkpoint, you know. Um, anything that's kind of not, like, platform-based where you start the whole level over again or whatever. And those also do have lives before they, like, make you start, even if you got to a check. Like, I'm thinking Mario when you get to a checkpoint, but if you, like, lose all your lives, you have to start that level over. But most games, yeah, when you die, you go back to the latest checkpoint and you don't have, like, a, a numbered life. It just, you keep progressing forward. Yeah, we were saying shmup checkpoint, though. Like I said, I don't play a lot of shmups, so that doesn't... I don't know. Yeah, I don't play a lot of shmups either. I I guess it makes it easier because you're kind of... You're never really starting back at state at the very beginning of the stage. You're always, If you can get to that checkpoint, you'll start from there from now on, which is good. But yeah, I don't play enough shmups either. <clears throat> can I suggest a shmup to you and to the listeners? Okay. Shoot one up. Okay, why? Because, no, it's kind of cool, actually. So you have multiple lives, but each life is a ship that you can control all at the same time on the screen. And you, it has a mechanic where you either, like, contract all the ships into one tight-knit ball or, like, expand them to take up more of the screen. So if you expand them, the risk is greater that you're going to get them just, like... Or it's less gonna risk. Hit something, yeah. It's less risk because you'll lose one or two from shots or whatever. But if you ball them all up, you'll do more damage in one area. But you could lose all your lives with one big blast or something. As opposed to like yeah, or having a bigger uh, range shot if everyone's spread out. Okay, that's interesting. Sure, it's cool. Yeah, shoot one up. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, James writes. Uh, Recently, some of my friends and I went through Ace Attorney uh, Investigations Two. Since it wasn't released officially in the West, we went through fan translations. Uh, my friends mostly went through the playable translation available for download, but I went through a, a non-playable translation hosted by someone named uh, Dewolf on YouTube. And from my understanding of the differences between them, I prefer Dewolf. I prefer the Dewolf translation. Have you guys ever ran into something with uh, more than one translation? If so, which translation did you prefer? I'm more excited. What is Ace Attorney Investigations 2? I think you're going to be Googling tonight. <laughs> I'm Googling that right now. What are you talking about? All right. Fair enough. Um, I I don't play a lot of games that need translating, honestly. Yeah. I don't, no, I've never been into the import scene very much. So I like the translations that happen from the company hiring translators and putting it in their game officially. <laughs> I guess is my answer. Yeah, we briefly, yeah, we talked about this. We got a similar kind of question last week of, uh, you know, do you ever import games? Um, and no, if it's a game I like that much, I, you know, a lot of the time the game will already come to North America and I'll just wait. Um, and there's a few times where I have picked up games in Japanese, but I try to make sure they're not uh, story heavy or, you know, text heavy. Like I'll get puzzle games or fighters or something like that. Sure. Or, then there's just the crazy time where I did get that Sega Saturn and got just a ton of dating sims um, that are just unplayable over here. But I, I but have one day I will funny. be there and I will translate for you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ace Attorney Investigation 2 is the sixth game and a sequel to the Miles Edger, Ed, Edgeworth. Edgeworth. Man, I cannot uh, talk right now. Miles Edgeworth mm-hmm. game. We didn't get it, I guess. It came out four years ago. Why don't we have that game here? People are kind of calling you out. They're like, what? If you're a fan of Phoenix Wright, you should be playing these. 
<laughs> to be fair, I've played the first Phoenix Wright game and the crossover with Professor Layton. I oh. want to play more of them for sure. Okay. I just have not played a lot of Phoenix Wright games. Um, but I want to. Believe me, I want to. Um, cool. All right. You got the next one? Yep. Matthew writes in, I realize you may not have spent much with this system, but my dad had one when I was a kid. My question, favorite Atari 2600 game? His are Space Invaders and Bowling. Um, I liked Pitfall a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've never played these on an Atari 2600. Um, <clears throat> they would have, they all would have been uh, ports or something. But yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, Breakout? Man, I love Breakout. Breakout's oh, great. Breakout's so I like Breakout so much. <clears throat> uh, I'm just kind of going through a list of Atari 2600 games. Mm. There's quite a I bit mean, of games and a lot of garbage. Everyone likes Pac-Man. There's a Mario Mario Bros. showed up on there. I mean, it's probably Breakout. I love Breakout. Yeah. Breakout mm. is really, really good. I really like Centipede. Centipede okay. was great. I think those are going to be... Those are probably my games. Oh, wait. Those, okay, one's by third parties. Here we go. Now there's more games. <laughs> Haunted House. There is, there, there is both a Bachelor Party game and a Bachelorette Party game. Okay. Cool. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Burger Time. Chuck Norris Super Kicks. I don't know what any of these are. I have not played a lot of 2600 games. Fair enough. Uh, Shane writes, So with uh, Bloodstained being announced and at least my high hopes of a new Metroid at E3, uh, what are your guys' favorite Metroidvania games? Axiom Verge, apparently, and Ori. Shad- <laughs> Shadow Complex? Shadow Complex is real good. Dude, Shadow Complex. Um, yeah. If I had to pick a few, Shadow Complex is definitely up there. Symphony of the Night, definitely up there. Uh, I really enjoyed Ori. Can't forget Dust and Elysian Tale. Um, yeah, I think that's one tier lower, though. Like, I think Ori is much better. I really like Ori. I, I, but, like, the combat in Dust is so much better than Ori. Because Ori is just, yeah. like, your button, your button mashing X, and you're just kind of... That uh, platform is so good, though. It's but so good. Dust and Elysian Tale, you're pulling off crazy combos, and, like infusing that fairy thing with different elements and making like hurricane attacks. I mm. really like Dustin Elysian tail. Yeah, it's good. That's it for okay, me. Michael. Yep. Michael writes in, what was the most unexpected way uh, you learned about a video game's existence uh, for him? It was when uh, he was at a local barber and the person cutting his hair told him about super Mario galaxy, which he hadn't heard about until then. What yeah. a weird idea. Okay. Unexpected ways you've learned about video games. That's kind of hard to do when you have a video game podcast. <laughs> yeah. It is. And Twitter. Like, yeah. Um, okay. We're like, all I can really think of is maybe old games. Like when people write in about games, like that investigations too. I didn't know about that, but that's not necessarily weird. Like I'm trying to think, when do I get like surprised things ex- exist? And yeah, Twitter just makes that really hard. I mean, maybe in the past when I was at like a pawn shop and I just found this weird game. Yeah, like random buys would be the most random way I have 
yeah, found a game. Just kind of coming across something that's old enough that it's not in the current zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, that's, hard. That's when about it. Yeah. It weekly. Yeah, it's it's kind of your job almost. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Like I check Kotaku. Like I'm on Twitter every day. I check Kotaku like at least once every few days. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Theodore writes in. How often do you guys look at pre-release information for games? Do you tend to avoid information if it's a game you're looking forward to in order to keep up the surprise, or do you enjoy looking at it to build anticipation for when you're finally able to play it? Personally, for me, it depends on the game and what kind of information. So a heavily story-driven game like an RPG, I enjoy reading mechanics information as such, but avoid plot spoilers like The Plague. I don't... I try to learn as little as possible except for what I need to know about a game to make me buy it. So like when you were when people were like Ori is a Metroidvania game, done. That's enough for me. Because I need to form my own opinion. Yeah, I never really look into it and this this goes hand in hand with like how much how many trailers I'll watch and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'll try and learn about as much as I can, just the tip of the iceberg, like I know it exists. Yes. Maybe kind of what it is. And when it's um, coming out. Like. So for like Assassin's Creed, uh, what's the new one? We Syndicate. <laughs> Syndicate. I've watched that trailer. I don't plan to follow any of the rest of it. There's also the fact that Ubisoft puts out a million trailers. Yeah. Um, and I don't need to see all that. But um, I watched the first one. I'm good. I know it exists. I'll probably end up playing it. I try and play like as much as I can. So if something and that again, Twitter helps a lot. If something pops up there where people keep saying good things about something, yeah. That's all I really need. It's like, oh, this is something I need to check out? Cool. I'll make a mental note to come across a copy of it or download it or whatever I need to do. But, uh, yeah, it's really more just kind of dipping my toe in to as much as I can so that I know it is, its existence, and then I just try and play it. There's no need to... Yeah. Because I know if I'm going to play it, I don't need to do a bunch of research on it. I know I'm going to play it. I can move on. Yeah, I mean, using the example of Assassin's Creed, and I don't, I haven't even seen the trailer. It's enough to know it's like the era that it's set in to know if I want to try it or not. And I would actually like to see more of that game played. So, okay, uh, Arthur writes in with two questions. The first: Are you going to participate in the Nintendo World Championship? I'm not. No, I'm not going to, not going to E3. Yeah, no. Um, we'll see if John does. Um, That'd I be cool. He'll end up. That would be cool. I doubt he'll be able to get in. Mm. His second question is, what games do you think will be featured in the Nintendo World Championship? That's a good question. Do you think they do a bunch of old stuff, fix to new stuff? What do you think? Mm. If we go off the video, Punch-Out's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, at the same time, I wouldn't say like Wii Fit's not going to be in there. I would say I, would, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see Punch-Out being in there. I'm trying to think like which like head-to-head games. Like Smash Bros. has to be in there, right? Maybe. I'm trying to think more about the NES Remix games and like just the little sections type things that they did for that. Yeah, I'm just. They could just do like Mario Bros. Like head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Like a but I time think, attack like a, or something. No, like um, like the old kind of battle one where they're in like the sewer. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, yeah, original Mario Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I could, I, I think for sure Smash Bros. and Mario Kart will be there. Mario Kart, I, th- yeah, I think Mario Kart for sure. I'm not. 
I don't really know about Smash Bros. It depends which way they want to do it. If they want to pit people up against each other in the same game, or if they kind of want to do like a score or time attack or whatnot. I'd assume they would pit people up again. I haven't seen the original World Championship. I should look that up as just like an academic uh, yeah. exercise just to see what this is about. Um, Duck Hunt, I could see them doing that. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe they just make everyone play like 50 turns of Mario Party 10. I'm out. See who wins that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sit around for like four hours. Um, Gross. Oh, uh, a good example. Splatoon. Yeah, that's an actual like battling game, and it's it'll be coming out real soon, right? That'll be two weeks after the game comes out, so I can see them throwing that in there. Yeah. All right, okay. two more questions. Michael writes in. Uh, Michael for the win, I should say. Favorite old arcade games that you like to play every once in a while? I like that Simpsons arcade game. That's fine. I don't go back to arcade games that often. Um, I guess the biggest one, again, I think we had like this exact question last week, um, was the original team, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, 1989. Um, I went back to that a lot, and I even bought it on 360 when that came out. I also like Soul Calibur, but again, I haven't gone back to those games in forever. But if I was at an arcade and they had those there, I would definitely play those. Mm-hmm. I like pinball machines. A lot. Okay, so. sure. Pinball machines are always are always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And last one from Ryan. Uh, this is for me. Uh, since I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, oh right, he he uh, sent me a message on Twitter about the Flash. Um, so how was that Flash episode and Arrow finale? Did you like the tease on Hal Jordan? I haven't seen the Arrow finale yet. I'm one episode behind on Arrow. Um, the Flash one. I didn't think it was that great. I mean, I'm looking forward to next week's one. I don't want to give any spoilers why. Um, but, you know, when people are teaming up, that's definitely that's definitely uh, cool. Tease on Hal Jordan. If he meant, if he's talking about the with the airfield being, like, shut down, uh, that was a cool touch. Um, I, I really like kind of the universe DC's doing with their TV shows. Uh, that's exciting. Much like Marvel is doing with their movies. Yeah. Um, okay, once again, if people want to send in questions for next week as we are wrapping up the show, it is uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, or Facebook, uh, the Facebook group. Just search Top Down Perspective. Um, Paul, what's your game of the week? Heroes of the Storm. Need to play more Axiom first. Yeah, I, I can see that. And mine is easily VLR. I'm real addicted to it right now. I want to say I'm about halfway finished with the game 13 hours in can't wait to get back to that yeah okay with that uh hopefully all three of us will be back next week but thanks for everyone for tuning in and we'll talk to you then bye